0: All right, all right, okay. So we kind of broke up, remember last time, and we uh divided up. We we kind of jumped in on some things with regards to the men last week, or I guess Sunday. And we said that really it, it, it it's for both sides. A lot of these things are, are generalities, some things might lean more towards it, might be a, a a leaning towards one of the sexes to do it more than the others, but um. We talked about love and respect, the uh, understanding, honor, and the weaker vessel. Uh, we talked about uh, being <coughs> makers. uh We talked about being loyal uh, to, to your wives. Obviously, that's for both. Uh, giving esteem or respect uh, to your wives. That's obviously for both. Um, and we uh, are, are jumping into the ladies. Before we do that, we have, hey there, how are you? Good. Uh, before we do that, uh, these classes—they kind of also in the bell rings and we kind of have to leave. Were there any left thoughts that we didn't get to talk about about those topics that I just read? That someone's like, "Hey, I had this burn thing that I wanted to say, or there was something that I wanted to bring to light that I thought was important." All right. Okay. So now we're gonna we're gonna jump into the ladies. Portion, focus on them but once again like I said for when we were talking about the men in most cases this goes both ways uh, it is something that we both have to take into consideration and also we need to make sure that we as men are the men that we need to be for the ladies to be the women that they should be does that mean that they are relieved of their duty No, and we actually read that in this very first scripture. Uh, Someone could be married to an ungodly person, and they still need to be what God has told them to be. But as we go through this, we need to make sure that um, we strive to be what God has designed us so our wives can be what God has designed them to be easier. If that makes sense, all right? So uh, wives show their husbands respect by accepting his authority. The scripture that was pulled out for this was 1 Peter 3, uh, verses 1 and 2. And it says, In the same way, you wives, be submissive to your own husbands, so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be one without a word by the behavior of their wives as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior. So, the first portion of that submissive Does anyone like to be told to be submissive? That's not not something that really anybody likes because we have these connotations associated with it, right? So when when we look at the word submissive, in a lot of cases it's used in like a military format where there is maybe a hierarchy of brass. There's lieutenants, there's sergeants. It's a stack ranking. But it's very clear within the Bible that there is a... A submissiveness that is associated with a husband and a wife um, there's places where it talks about them submitting to each other uh, with regards to their relationship but we cannot not read where God puts a a level in the home where there is a hierarchy where the husband is over the wife whenever you look at the word submissive it means to subject oneself be subjected, or subordinate, or to obey. Um, Very similar to how the church and Jesus, that marriage picture that we have of the church submitting to uh, Christ being the head is the same marriage picture that we have with regards to our marriages in the family. Uh, One of the things that we need to realize, it's an actual overt action by the wife. We're in a society can... The wife just pretty much say, I'm not going to submit to you. I'm going to go do what I want. I want to go get a divorce. I want to go out and party. We're really in a culture where a wife can do that, right? There's no restrictions in our culture. In some cultures, women are treated horribly. They're very disrespected. They don't have the same rights as men. But in our culture, can women just pretty much do whatever they want? Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean... There's there's an equality there, obviously. And that's a great thing in our culture, that women are treated on an equal level in so many ways. But in the home, and in God's uh, structuring of it, he does put the, the husband over the wife. So that means that the wife has to be overt in her action to submit herself to the husband. And that's tough. Men, we need to respect that we need to not take that lightly because she gives glory to God by taking on that role and if you don't respect that shame on you because that's that's not easy to do especially since we can be knuckleheads and I'll go on record to be the champion of that what's interesting is it goes on to say even if they are disobedient right and that question actually came up multiple times Well, what if the husband isn't what he needs to be? What's the woman to do? Well, pretty clear, right? Live a godly life so that way, through your behavior, you can hopefully win your husband over. Pretty straightforward and clear, right? Now, once again, this kind of goes both ways, right? Is a husband to subject himself to his wife? Absolutely. When you become one, it's that gluing together and you are one. The husband doesn't run free willy and nilly without respect to his wife and submitting to her and giving himself to her. As well as if the husband is the faithful one and the wife is not, is he too to live a good, clean, chaste life with the hopes of bringing his spouse over? Absolutely. All right? So, this drives home the importance, of course, for us to look for a a godly spouse, right? So, ladies, if you are going to overtly submit yourself to a man, why in the world would you not look for a man that is going to, to lead you spiritually and be a spiritual guide? Does it mean that they have to be a bulwark of the faith and someone that is as strong as can be? Or can they maybe be someone that is a babe but is interested in learning about God? Yes. The fact that they're interested and they're trying to grow and learn about their role is huge. Because we all we, we, we don't all start off being Mitch Johnson, right? So it, it's one of those things, but you gotta take that in consideration when you are looking for a spouse, ladies, you are in a situation where you you have to submit to that person. And if that person is an ungodly person, there's ramifications and consequences associated with that. So, if they're open to Bible studies, they're open to learn about God's Word, wonderful. That's, That's awesome. So, to the question. What are some ways a wife can show respect for her husband's desire to serve and lead? And there's multiple questions in these section. If you have something about that one section, please feel free to comment on it. But what are some ways a wife can show respect for her Hi. husband's desire to serve and lead? Yes, ma'am? When I think of
1: it, I think support being right there by his side. Like I always, there's like a, I don't know, a quote where it says, like, God took, with from man so that she could be side by side with him, not from his head, not from his foot, by his side and next to his heart. I don't know, it's a, cool thought. it's a cool quote. I just thought
0: it went well with this. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's another one from My Big Fat Greek Wedding. The man might be the head of the family, but the woman is the neck. She tells him which way to turn. I say no. The man might be the head of the family, but the woman is the neck that helps support him. Right? absolutely I love that
2: Um,
3: my point is more along like kind of addressing this too in that just understanding that nobody is perfect we're all gonna make mistakes so whether it's somebody who is continuously this way hopefully not like understand that you need to give them grace and if there's a conversation to be had you know especially if children are in the picture if something's happening then have that conversation with them but still show that support in the moment and then you know you can have that conversation of hey i noticed this or let's talk about how we can be better in certain areas
0: absolutely by by being respectful and chaste and being godly All people are more likely to listen to someone that is very respectful and kind and isn't rash and and isn't harsh. All people are more likely to listen to someone like that, right? So even so much more your husband or your wife, right? Anybody else?
2: Along with that, just showing the support, being a sounding board and listening to their thoughts how they're processing and even going back to the like waffle and spaghetti like just because he says it doesn't mean that's the way it is or anything like there might be other ways to go about it or there might be a better way so even just contributing like your thought process to it or our I'll say our the wife's thought process to it like or we could try you know using that but then also incorporating this or whatever so I think that there's it's a multi-level thing of um, the support listening and then contributing
0: to your point one of the things that it one of the qualifications for an elder is to have be a husband of one wife and has raised their children I I believe it doesn't say this specifically but I believe it's insinuated the reason for that is he has been married to this woman long enough to raise believing children and has been with her long enough that she has rounded him off and knocked some common sense into him where he actually is a more well-rounded person and able to help people better because of his wife because he has had her in his ear she has been there and although Submitting to him. He has listened to her and we're going to get more into that because we're actually covering multiple topics that are coming up So I, I think that's very much on point So oh, I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead.
1: So I was gonna say um, I think something another way is also like in a public setting if you are uh, like making decisions and stuff um, trusting giving him your trust to like help make those decisions even if it's something you don't hundred percent see perfectly eye to eye on it's not something that you would discuss in right. a public setting you would respect them and wait until later and then maybe bring it up instead of like it being a public setting or anything like that I think by, by not um, like disagreeing by trusting them to make that decision even if it's not something that you would 100% wholeheartedly do on your own, um, that shows them like respect. That's
0: awesome. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. All right. Wives show their husbands respect by seeking insight. So this this is one that I actually sat and uh, pondered for a while because it's so funny the the examples that they give in the book, they give all examples of the friends of Job, and they were all wrong, right? Um, it's one of those things that men, as we go through life and as we uh, try to be Mr. Fix-It, remember my mug, we need to be humble about it, and we need to understand that quite often we're wrong. And we need to slow down, weigh and measure before we jump into things. So, Psalm 32, 8, 9 says, I will instruct and teach you about how you should live. I will advise you as I look you in the eye. Do not be like an unintelligent horse or mule, uh, which will not obey you unless they are controlled by a bridle or a bed. So, that's a harsh verse. (laughs) But, it's one of those things that, As as we need to be open to instruction to God, hopefully if we are godly men and we are striving to lead our family in a godly way, our spouses will will be open to our, our guidance. Right? So, although we're focusing on the women, this one hits us men squarely in the teeth. Because God puts us us in a position of authority and we better respect that because if we're going to strive to give insight and guide the family, then that means that we could guide the family down the wrong path. And so where wives need to be open to the insight and, and, and seek their husband's guidance in some ways, and obviously this is generalities, when it comes to... Many, many things. Michelle does not need to seek my guidance on millions of things out there. I, it's not in all things. Please understand that. But this is in uh, in the guidance of the family, spiritual things. The man is supposed to be the spiritual leader of the family. I will say this as I say this. My wife is so much more intelligent than me, and she has so much more insight than me in so many areas that it's a, I'm a fool to think that I am smarter than her. It's not a smarter thing. It's that God has put this burden on us as the leaders of the family and has put the burden of submission on the wife and we're both to respect that. So, husbands, are you guiding your family wisely in the Lord's counsel? Are you going to God and praying to Him? How many times do we read about things going south for the Israelites and all these people in the Bible because they didn't consult God? That's, that's for us as well. If we're to be leaders of our family and they're to seek insight from us and we're to be that leader to the family, we need to go seek that wisdom from God. It's not our wisdom. It's God's wisdom that we're sharing with our family. Do you exercise wisdom or folly? You know, It's one of those things that, you know it's, it's, it's okay to be a jokester. It's okay to have fun. But there's also a time to be serious and run the family. And make sure that you're being the leader of the family that you need to be. Not always just playing and doing the things that you want to do. Uh, do you create an environment that makes it easy to follow? Do you create an environment in the family where you got a thumb on the whole family? Or is it something that you create an environment where your wife is willing to come to you and ask you questions? Your children are willing to come to you and ask you questions. So if, if we want our wives to seek insight from us... Are we being the type of people that create that environment? Are we arrogant and believe that uh, we can lead without our spouse's input? Um, You all hit this on the head multiple times. Collaboration. You need your wife's input to lead the family. You are as one. If you're so arrogant to think that you can lead the family by yourself without your wife, you need to go back to the Bible. Uh, And don't be so arrogant to think that you know it all. anyone who thinks that they know it all and is just quick to shoot off the answer, they might need to slow down a little bit. The, the Bible talks about speaking your whole mind and quick to, to answer without listening. Um, we, need to, we need to be okay to say that I don't know. And let's sit down and study it. Let's gain that insight together. That's a leader. That's not me saying I know the answer. That's me saying I know where to get the answer. Let's sit down and figure out what we need to do as a family. So ladies, this is on the flip side of this with regards to, to seeking insight. If you are a strong personality, this is tough. I don't envy ladies with their role because submission is not easy and seeking insight and that, that, that's tough, especially in our culture where ladies are so empowered and I think that's wonderful. But there is a certain level within the home that it is a little bit of a different structure than what it is in the world. Um, but we need to feed off of each other's strengths within the home. Um, did you do your due diligence while you were looking for a man to find a man that is seeking God? So if you're wanting to have a man that you can seek his insight and he can be a leader for you, are you seeking a man that's, hey, he's fun? fun. Or he's good looking? Or are you seeking a man that those are number two and number three? Number one is he's a godly man. And I know that he will help guide my family, our family, in the direction of God. You know, that is that is important. Uh, will he help
4: guide our children? Yes, ma'am. Sorry, just as an aside of uh, what you're speaking. One of the things I have to really be prayerful about is because I do want to get married. And I'm older. I'm, I just turned 50 last year. And so when you were talking about uh, women seeking uh, strong women, the one thing I have to continually like, my prayer is to humble myself and submit myself to the Lord because the longer I'm by myself, I'm very independent. I don't seek anyone else's counsel. I may ask my dad, and of course I ask the, the Lord, but I don't have someone that I have to go to to seek their counsel. And so that's what one of the things that I have to battle is, well, I'm a grown woman, and I'm older, and who, like, like with family, and who are you to tell me I've been doing my own thing for all these years? And so that's one of the issues that I really have to submit to the Lord about, is not being so independent that I can't hear anything else.
0: Hopefully, the man that you uh, find will see the value in your strength. You have a challenge, he also has a challenge, but hopefully he'll see your value and what a strong woman that you are, which is awesome. And the last point I had was, do you understand the encouragement and building up you do if you seek your husband's insight? Ladies, when you come to us and you seek our, our insight, it's that Mr. Fix-It thing. It encourages us, it makes us feel like we are, are serving you in some way it builds us up. And there's only one person in our life that can do that at that level. And that's you. Really. Um, so with that being said, what are some ways a wife can show respect by seeking and or respecting a husband's insights? And go. <laughs> yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. like
3: going to them first? Rather than going, um, or, or I guess either or either, going to them first. That way, they can see like you value their opinion first and foremost. Um, or even like only them in certain situations, like not asking them their opinion or whatever, and then being like, "Well, I don't really love what you said, so I'm going to go to six <laughs> other people right. to see if I can get my answer." Yes. Um,
0: you mean not running to your dad after you've leaved and cleaved and or running to your friends? Absolutely. I, I think that's that's spot
4: on. Yes. I was going to say the same thing, that you show him that you, res- you respect him by going to him and, and giving that counsel there. And so he can see that. He can physically see, OK, so I know that she, she cares what my opinion is. She wants to hear.
0: I think there's also a, a layer of respect in this is if you go to him and you seek his counsel and it's something that um, you think is wrong or you disagree with respectfully just having an open candid conversation with it you don't have to take it just car pump that's it that's that's not expected you, you're, you're you're a team but how you disagree <laughs> is important right if you just say, "Well, no, I'm not going to do that," that's disrespectful. Or if you blow up at him, or vice versa, that's that's not healthy either, right? So, having a healthy dialogue about whether or not if the council is not accurate, because we're wrong a lot, or if you disagree with it and Ooh. it's it's something that you want to to discuss, you, you need to have an open, candid conversation about it, but in a respectful way.
1: On your sheet here that you handed out Sunday. Number six is seeking
0: compromises. <laughs> it's not the thumb. And also it's not just being milk toast and oh whatever he says just goes. That that's not expected of a wife. I have met some couples that are like that. The the woman was just one hundred percent she had zero opinion one hundred percent all the time. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. <laughs> But I'm not saying that that's necessarily healthy because a husband and wife weigh and, and balance each other out. So um,
3: I also see that happening sometimes the opposite way. Maybe in more like less serious situations like what color do you want?
0: The bedroom to be patient. Oh, please don't ask those
2: questions. Right? Bedroom, <laughs> <laughs> those types of that <laughs> things, maybe the wife cares a little bit
3: more about, and uh-huh. so please. in that sense, like they, they might have more say than others. And so, on the other side of that, I would encourage the men to pretend like you care a little bit, (laughs) but or like for us, I know like for example, with
1: our
3: wedding, Austin didn't care about a ton of things, but the few things he did care about, I was like, okay, absolutely, we will do that. Like, so kind of that give and take and understanding, there's going to be certain things that obviously you care about more or less. This is obviously a different level than what I was just bringing up, but it's just something
0: I... But that's that's actually super important, important. and that, that is. In the first eight, I'd say eight years of our marriage, I had an opinion about colors and things in the house. The remaining of the 25 that we've been married, whatever you want. It's, it's important to her. It's really not important to me. And we, we, we don't need to have a decision or, or, or uh, uh, make a decision on everything. It, it, that, that makes no sense. So you're 100% right. And guys... Seek your wife's counsel on things. That's important, because she she has important information to share with you on things with regards to your marriage, your life, and finances, and all that stuff. Yes, sir. I'm not saying those things aren't important, but to take it a step further, especially if you look back to like Proverbs 31,
1: the wife and a woman has a business to run, and buying land, running an entire homestead operation, and for so long in our culture and within the church, we've had these silos of what men do and what women do without enough partnership and collaboration. And the insight goes both ways. And it's certainly one of those things where if your wife is seeking insight from you on something business-related, money-related, it's it's respectful because that's a decision that's going to impact both of you and vice versa on, on your your work or whatever that might be, her job or, and the home. And so it's, it's bigger than just picking paint
0: colors and you know and things like that. So that's just my two cents. Yeah, and th- that two cents well spent. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it, it is. <laughs> Gentlemen, if you have a big career change and you don't talk to your wife first, hey, honey, I'm thinking about leaving the baking industry and going and selling RVs. You might want to talk to her about that. I did. <laughs> so it, it, th- those types of decisions, you would be a fool to not discuss with your wife. Just to make really, really decisions about big things in your life, all the way down to things that are important to her that you really don't care about. It, it's foolish to do that because it, it causes strife in the home, and there's no need for that. So... All awesome points. anybody have details like that? Yes, ma'am.
2: Just to kind of put all this together a little bit, the things that I'm hearing. I'm hearing like the longer you know your spouse, you understand what is important. You and I don't have to make decisions, even though I still might tell you, like, "Hey, did you want chicken for dinner?" Or like <laughs> you're like, "I don't care," okay. and I know that. But I think, well, maybe he might have an opinion this time, but the longer you're with that person, the more you understand what's important to that other person. And so what is worth conversation in one marriage might not be the same in another marriage. So it's hard to say this is the one way or this is the only way because all the marriages are different in their values and how, like, we have some kind of unspoken things that you do, unspoken things that I do. Well I wouldn't expect Austin and Taylor to have those because those are things that we've kind of worked out. Right. So all of this obviously within the umbrella of spiritual like accuracy and all of that. I'm not talking about anything that would be ungodly. I'm just talking about just like we're just like, like just actual conversations and respect as far as like consulting one another. I think that's something that kind of develops um, through time and can kind of be marriage specific.
0: And I think it also ties in with what your strengths are. You might have a husband who is not not financially wise or strong or, or very capable. They're just not good with money. And you might have a, a wife that is a very shrewd business person. Okay. Exercise your strengths. So, yeah, every marriage is going to be different. Absolutely. No, good points. Love it. All right. Wives show their husbands respect by giving their support. So the verse that we pulled out for this was Psalm uh, 32, 8 through 9. It says, Older women likewise are to exhibit behavior fitting for those who are holy, not slandering, not slaves to excess drinking, but teaching what is good. In this, they will train the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children, to be self-controlled, pure, fulfilling their duties at home, kind, being subjected to their own husbands, so that the uh, message of God may not be discredited. So there's a lot packed into that with regards to, to the, the older teaching the younger. Um, but one of the things that we, we pull from this is, is there's a lot that a woman does. Proverbs 31 woman is an amazing woman, right? Um, and whenever she is hitting on all cylinders for lack of a better term and and being the woman that she needs to be what a blessing and what a what a what a uh, a wonderful thing she is to her husband and to the family and to God and and those are all encompassed in there she loves her husband she loves her children she's self-controlled she's weigh, she weighs and measures before she speaks um, she's pure she's not one that's given to A whole bunch of folly or or ungodliness Um, she fulfills her duties at home that's I believe that's talking on multiple levels with regards to um, um, taking care of the home running the home in many cases uh, as well as there's a sexual content to that Um, she's kind she's entreating to people Um, uh, she's subjected to her husband and in all of this she's a credit to God because if she's not those things she's a discredit to God right and, and when you find that woman, just like we're talking about that man being the man that she, he needs to be, this is what the woman wants to strive to be. And I think it's interesting that it talks about the older women teaching the younger women, so that means it takes time to become this woman sometimes. There's some that might just hit it right out of the park from the very beginning, and that's awesome. But this takes work, right? It takes work to become this person. Michelle once told me that um, this is when we got married because I, I was even more of a fool than I am now. In many cases, I, I was always joking, saying things, everything like that. And she goes, "You know what? All jokes are half truths." I don't know what joke I said, or what, I was probably talking about her height. <laughs> I said something, and I stuck my foot in my mouth. And she kind of, she kind of settled me a little bit and put me in my place, rightfully so. And she goes, "You know, what? all jokes are half truths, and they kind of hurt." I'm like. You're right. So one of the things that this is talking about, the wife giving her husband support, have you ever heard, I was my own worst critic until I got married. Have you ever heard that? Okay. That's the say. And there's an element of truth to that. Sometimes, and this could go both ways, our spouses, husbands towards wives, and wives towards husbands, can become the biggest critic of their spouse number one is because there's a comfort level right and also because there's an expectation and also it's because there's a direct impact on that other person right if i make a mistake or i do something stupid it impacts michelle if she does something stupid which she never has it impacts me It, it, it it goes both ways so but we're focused on the ladies so this goes, this goes for both. So, do you treat your friends and co-workers nicer than you do your husband or your wife? So the way in which you speak to your husband or your wife, are you nicer and do you joke around and you're kinder and you give more grace to your friends and your family and your co-workers outside of your spouse? Why? Is that very godly? Uh, do you extend them them grace when they falter or when they make mistakes? Would you like to be held to that same measure um, when he or she falls and it negatively impacts you? Do you build them up or are you the first one to just lash out and attack? This these these are things happen that happen. Do you expect him or her to view things the way you view it or else? Um, do you see? past the little things, or does every little thing get a level 10 response? Um, do you try and carry on and, and or participate in the things that, that that person, your spouse, is interested in, or is it just all about what you want to do? Those things, if you're not doing them, you are not being a supportive spouse. I know that might sound just kind of very bare bones based, but, but think about that. If if you extend more grace to people that you're at work with, that you really have no connection with, then you do you, your own spouse. What kind of what kind of person is that, right? So we're about ready to run out of time. What are some ways a wife can show or a husband uh, support and friendship to their husband or the other person? Well kinda like you said, like showing interest in the
1: thing that they show interest in. And together you can find something that you both love to do together.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I think um, also it has to go with like what their love language is. Because if your spouse has a love language and you know like it might not be the same as what your love language is, then if you try to talk to them in your love language, they might not feel the same support and closeness as they would if you put the effort into trying to learn their love language and then showed them through their love language. I think that um, that would be something that would help uh, show more support and like, closeness if you um, spoke their language.
0: Absolutely. Yes, dear.
3: Uh I think one of the ways that you can show support both ways husbands and wives to each other is through effective communication and one way in which I mean that is expressing how you feel and I once heard like you have your feelings in this bubble and they have their feelings in this bubble and you never want to be in that middle of the Venn diagram where you're saying you are doing this and or you feel this way and instead share how you are feeling, which then gives them insight into, oh wow, like I don't feel attacked because you're telling me how I'm feeling when really that's not how I'm feeling. (laughs) And I have insight into how you're feeling. And I found that to be really, really like effective and a way to grow through communication and thus support each other. That's kind of how you learn about each other. Absolutely, because
0: you learn how to support each other. Absolutely. Just to put an exclamation point on this, to show friendship and and respect to a spouse, be like Christ was to the church. Sacrificial, loving, faithful, and giving of grace. Yet, holding us responsible. That's the ultimate way to support a spouse. And you can do that through all the things that we just discussed. But being Christ-like is the best way to support your spouse and show them that you love them and you care about them and you want the win for you both, not just a win for you or the other person. All right? You guys are awesome. Um, Just so you guys know, we're going to jump into the uh, next uh, lesson, which is Lesson 5, Conflict and Mistakes. And Mr. Sean Jeffries is going to take over, so you get to hear a different voice for a little bit. And he'll probably take, I think, four or five classes coming up just like I did. And then we'll just kind of bounce back and forth. So.